thousand hallelujahs to your name. Ten thousand hallelujahs to your name will never be enough for you. For all you have done, for all you have been, there never and will never be enough. So I spend all my days praising your holy name.
To 
Lord a thousand praises. I will cry to the Lord a praise with thousands of words. He's been faithful.
that he may send that he may send Jesus Christ who was preached to you before that he may send he says repent and be converted that your sins may be blotted out and that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Since the world began. Verse 19, 20. And 21. Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and that he may send Jesus Christ. And that he may send Jesus Christ who was preached to you before whom heaven must, must, must keep whom heaven must keep until the times of restoration of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. The ministry of the prophet The ministry or the grace of the prophet has one agenda. Before Christ, it was to foretell his coming. It was to foretell his assignment. It was to foretell the purposes of God that will be fulfilled through Emmanuel. After he has left the mission of the prophet is to fulfill the restoration of all things. God uses prophecy to consummate, to reconcile everything back to its original source, Jesus Christ. Notice, he says, it is only after the times of refreshing in the presence of God that he will send Jesus Christ. Send him from where? From where he is lodging at this current moment. So what Jesus Christ is waiting for is the restoration of that which has been spoken. The word restoration is fulfillment. The reconciliation of all that which has been spoken by God's holy prophets since time began, since the world began. So heaven is withholding, keeping Jesus until those times.
That's why in Revelations he said, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. What the Spirit is saying to the church is his prophecy. His prophecy. Prophecy is words that come out from the mouth of God, whether from a man or whether from a spirit. When Gabriel spoke to Zechariah and to Mary, it was prophecy. When Jeremiah or Isaiah spoke to the princes and kings of their generation, it was prophecy. What identifies the nature of prophecy is whether or not what is being spoken comes from the mouth of God. So when Jesus is saying, let the churches hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches, he's saying, let the churches hallow the ministry of prophecy. Paul says, do not, with, do not resist prophecies. Why? Because it is, it is the way through which God establishes and reconciles all things to so for a church to be identified as aligned to Jesus Christ, that church must have the voice of the Spirit. What makes a church a church is not the organization. What makes the church the church is not the structure. Anybody can form a structure. Anybody can formulate an organization. What makes a church a church is the voice of the Spirit in their midst. You can have it all. You can have the singers. You can have the leader. You can have the congregation. You can have the structure. But it is not a church until the Lamb's stand is before His presence. And that is signified by the So He warns the churches, be careful lest your Lamb's stand be removed from its place. So the positioning of the Lamb's stands today before Christ is not a permanent position. It is not a guarantee that that's that, that you see. Oh, receive until the times of restoration of all things when Jesus Christ becomes all in all when he has preeminence when all things have come under the restitution of Jesus Christ the church has no right to say the world belongs to Jesus when the church itself does not belong to him. When the church itself is not under his restitution. Where the spirit of convenience has so infiltrated the body of Christ that we cannot tell when we are walking in the wisdom of God or not. When we follow God at our convenience, We must, we, must, we must ask ourselves, who is our head? Who is our head? Who is your Lord? 
is it Jesus or not? Lukewarmness is not only described in our unwillingness to participate in the things of God. Lukewarmness is described and defined by our indecisiveness of the Lordship of Jesus Christ over our lives. If Baal be Baal, serve Baal. But if God be God, renounce Baal and serve God. Tells the churches, watch, lest your lampstand be removed from its place. When the voice of the Spirit is missing in the assembly, something is wrong in the Spirit. It is the mouth of His prophets, which He has spoken since the world began. It says heaven must keep, must withhold. Heaven must withhold. I ask you, is he your Lord? Is he your master? learn to love Jesus, brothers and sisters. You must learn to love him. You must learn to love him more than you love your own community. You must learn to love him. You must learn. We must not become rebels. Spiritual rebels. The counsel of God, the, the wisdom of God, should be the anchor of your entire life. Just blessed is he who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standing in the path of sinners nor sitting in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. The Spirit of God provides counsel. That is one of the reasons why Jesus said to the churches, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying, because everything about the church, the destiny of the church, the fabric of the realities of God for that church, the purposes of God for the church. And when I mean church, I'm not just talking corporately, I'm talking individually. The, the will of God for the church is all within the Holy Spirit. So he says, let the churches give the Spirit's voice preeminence. Preeminence. Why? Because except, except you know the voice of the Spirit, you will never know the mind of God. 
all the books, all the plans, all the purposes of God are, are in the spirit, are locked within the spirit of God. What you will know about you is with the spirit of God. What you will understand about his plan is in the spirit. So he says, let the churches receive counsel from the Spirit. Counsel from the Spirit. Counsel from the Spirit. Oh, Shema Traktaligashanzopadika I wish you would be helped. I wish you would be helped. I wish you would be helped. Let's, let's, let's read Revelations. Verse 17, and when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying, Do not be afraid, I am the first and last. I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. Write the things which we have seen, the things which are the things which will take place after this. The mystery of the seven stars which you saw in my right hand, and the seven golden lampstands. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. And the seven lampstands which you saw are the seven churches. Verse number one, chapter two. To the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. Verse number eight. And to the angel of the church, in Smyrna right. These things says the first and the last and came to life. Verse 12. And to the angel of the church of Pergamos right. Why? Why is Jesus? Why is Jesus not talking? Why is he not talking to the angels? I mean to the churches himself. Does he not have the ability to come and talk to the churches themselves? Does he not have the ability to speak to the angels of the church himself? Why does he have to send John to speak to the angels of the church? Why isn't he talking to the angels of the church which are already in his right hand? He look at it. He's not telling the angels directly. He's telling the angels through the medium of John. He says to 
angel of this church right to the angel of that church right to the angel of that church right why are you not telling the angels yourself are you not the master are you not the king why are you not telling the angels yourself why are you sending a servant to pass a message to the angels here you are seeing the operations of Jesus Christ in how he administrates his church. He is the one who sits on the throne. He had given gifts to the church. You can see that he facilitates and administers his organization of the church through men. So man is the interface from Jesus Christ even to the angels of the churches. So according to Jesus, it is men that are supposed to deliver the counsels of God to the spirits of the churches. Right, 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 right. Why are you not delivering the message yourself? It is how you operate. So when I say to you, that God has designed that the progression, the growth, the development of the churches to, 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 to be facilitated by the Spirit of God and the churches must learn to receive counsel from the Spirit of God. How do you think the counsel will be interfaced? If Jesus told John to write a message to an angel which was already in his right hand, how do you suppose the churches will also receive the voice from the Spirit? That's why churches grow in number, but in the spirit they are still babes. Churches increase in number, but in the spirit they are still undeveloped. Because we have not yet observed the way of Jesus when he, in his dealings with his church. So churches grow, developing in their administrative processes, but they never grow in the spirit. Because they don't understand how Jesus interfaces his revelation to his people. So he says, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Now, ask yourself, the one who was speaking to the churches was Jesus. And John was relaying to the churches. The message that was coming from Jesus himself and Jesus tells the churches he that has an ear let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches where then will the churches derive that same message from if Jesus spoke to a man through a man to the churches the Spirit will speak to a man through a man to the churches if you did not need a pastor if you did not need a pastor to develop and grow in Christ if you did oh, many of you when you think of word pastor word, uh, you are thinking about a person 
a pastor is much more than the person that administrates that office a pastor is a referral to a grace that is within the office that a man functions in it is not just the man it is the office to which and under which he operates so when we say when god gives a you a we are not just talking about a pastor who is a woman or a pastor who is a man we are referring to the grace he gave some gifts we are referring to the gifts that those men function under. And it is through those gifts that Jesus Christ reveals himself, builds his church, constructs the purposes and outlines his will for your life. So when he says, let the churches hear what the Spirit is saying, he is expecting that upon those gifts, there is a ventry through which the Spirit of God is able to communicate. It is not just the pulpit, brothers and sisters. It is not just the man that stands on the pulpit. But it is what's governing him, what's ruling him. The gift is a spirit. And that's why we have fallen into idolatry in the body of Christ. Because we have thought that the man is the gift. The man is not the gift. The man is under his is what the gift has come upon so because we see the man functioning in the gift we think that that man is equal to jesus christ but we don't realize that jesus at any point in time can lift his gift that is where the bible talks about the nakedness of a man so he says let he that has an ear Hear what the Spirit is saying. The gift is a vent. Is a is a is a is a is a channel through which Jesus Christ desires to communicate. He gave a message to John to talk to a spirit that was over a church. And that's why churches are unable to grow spiritually because they are able to discern and receive from the spirit the one who stands on the pulpit he is representing something you see, when I stand here, it is not just me that is talking. I'm, there, is, there is an entire kingdom. Paul says we are ambassadors of Christ. There is an entire kingdom that we are representing here. It's not just the man. So what the gift does, the gift adds the weight to the man. So that his words, his witnessing, his credentials are proven by the witness of the power that comes on him from the spirit. So he says to the angel of the church, right, where will you get your counsel from? That's why you can't grow. That's why you can't grow. If you if you if you read the if you if you read if you read Exodus when before Moses met before Moses met his father-in-law and his father-in-law began to counsel him, the Bible says that Moses would sit and he would judge between the matters 
over the matters of the children of Israel, over six million, he would sit down and he would judge their matters. And God never said to Moses, go and anoint men to help you. No, because God had already given the men. There was enough counsel, enough spirit in the men to take care of all the needs of the people. So he says, you are governor over the people. So Moses was judge and governor over the people. If they needed counsel concerning who to marry, they went to Moses. If they needed counsel concerning a thief, they went to Moses. If they needed counsel concerning a family matter, they went to Moses. That is why even Paul says in the New Testament, he says, how weak can you be that you can take your brother to a judge who is angry created? He says, do you not know that we also shall judge the angels? He says to you, why do you not go to one in the church that you may judge this matter? Because in the church is the ancient to deal and govern over the affairs of life. But the children of God have never laid a hold of this truth. So there is no growth. So there are churches, but they can't hear from the Spirit. when the Lord stopped speaking to Saul by the Urim and the Tumi that Saul went to go consult in Midian that he might receive a word from the Lord because God has stopped talking and he knew that God always the spirit realm always interfaces itself through man if Saul was going to get a word from the Lord God was not going to talk to him directly no he was going to use the priesthood or he was going to use the prophetic because he was a king that was anointed by the prophet so the flow of structure, the flow of the anointing, the voice of God, the stature of God in the kingdom would lie in the priesthood and in the, in the prophetic. So when, when Saul had died and God, I mean when Samuel had died and God stopped talking to Saul, he went to the media. When the city had plundered the city where David and his mighty men and his family were, and they were not there. When they came back, the Bible said they take taken everybody, the wife, the children, all the spoils. And the Bible said, David, David put on the ephod and he consulted with the Lord. Say, shall I be? He did not need to go to the priest because he was himself a priest. Oh, yeah. If he was not a priest, he would have went to the priest. That's why there are certain things he went to the prophet Nathan or prophet Dan to inquire what the word of the Lord was. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the equipping of the saints. For the edifying of the body of Christ, he told John, write this message to the angel of the church. God was using 
was you. He had he took the man in the spirit to give a message that you could easily have given to the angel. Why? Because it was matters regarding his church. He would not have went and told the uh, told John to go and tell the angel that is running a planet. No, it was with regards to his church. When it comes to the church of Jesus Christ, Jesus does everything through men. So you wonder how can this church be so big yet the people in the church are cannot. How can a church be so big and they're still so blind? They are not hearing the spirit. It says, do not be as the moon. such he said shake your dust and move to another city why because the gift cannot function where it is not honor <laughs> when, when when Saul and his and his father seven went to go meet someone when the donkeys were missing what did the young seven say he says let us bring what let us bring something for the it was it was it was not it was not because of the seer it was what because it was because of what Samuel represented when they entered they put it down Samuel said yo don't worry your father's sheep is not lost all shall be recovered is the gift so when, when when God says to the church let them hear what the spirit is saying listen From someone right you must be able to identify and recognize their presence then say that to, to me to hear from if, if to hear that it is me that is talking you must be able to identify and recognize that person's presence right so that you are not confused when you hear the voice are you following me so what what he has done he has made it easy for you for his church to identify by giving you the gift because the gift is always geared to glorifying Jesus hence he said beware of the false prophets for you shall know them by their fault he's telling you that they are characterized by what comes up from them by their produce if the gift produces pride it is that gift 
cannot be an operation of the Spirit of God. It's as simple as that. But because the church is, is so sent, uh, desensitized to the things of God, you cannot tell. study and don't know what to study and you are there you are struggling alone oh what should I study what should I, what should I do I've been applying for job 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 no job <laughs> and then you will have people like us who, who who God has raised in a gift and we will see what is the problem and keep quiet I told some folks uh, in, in, uh, in fullness of Jesus, in the ministry, in fullness of Jesus' ministry in Gavin, I told them, I said, if, if right now, if you have heard, if you have heard me prophesy of an event that has uh, uh, national ramifications and it came to pass, do you not think that it would be stupid for you not to believe when I tell you something concerning you. Because the same spirit that caused me to see that thing concerning a nation. What, what is your life compared to a nation? So I gave some of I, I, I gave someone a promise. The Lord said, if they don't fix their ways, they will die. He said, no, it can't be from God. But, 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 but you accept a prophecy that you have seen come to pass. It takes more eyes. It takes more grace in the spirit for you to be able to see concerning a nation something that God has purposed to do and that he does. Those are things in the innermost chambers of the treasuries of the mysteries of God. And then when I tell you, I see, listen, I, uh, I don't claim to see. I, do, I, don't, I don't claim to see. I am not, I am not uh, 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 testing the waters in this thing. Go look at, go, go study all the visions, all the dreams, and all the prophecies that I've given. You will know. This thing is a grace. You can't buy it, but you can benefit from it. Listen, God would not put you in a church if he knew you can handle all of life on your own. Stature, stature, stature in God, stature in Christ, stature in life can only be attained through the house of God. No other way. 
what I'm teaching you, brothers and sisters, may not sound conventional. May not sound conventional. But it is the ways of God. A few months ago, I had an encounter in the Spirit and I heard the Father say to me, he says, from this day, your ministry has been commissioned to reveal this ancient secrets of the things of God. What I'm teaching you is the patterns of God. It is how God works. If you're going to succeed in the spirit, in the kingdom, you, you must learn. You, you must learn this way. Listen, he that has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says. When, 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 when will you know what the spirit says? When will you know what the spirit says concerning your life, concerning your destiny, concerning your future? There are two ways. There are two ways you can find out. In time where the Spirit of God is determined to speak to you. Or through the system of inquiry. Many times God never speaks until he is asked. The provocation of the voice of God is invoked through, through inquisition. Because he will never talk until you humble yourself. That's why he says, I will never answer until you. So you must pray for the answer to come. You must ask for the voice to speak. Call unto me and I will show you. Ask and you shall receive. Knock and you shall, it shall be opened to you. Seek and you shall find. There is enough grace for you, Chris, in this gift. He says, unto each one of us was what? Grace given according to the measure of Christ's gift. There is enough grace for you, for you in, in the gift to produce a millionaire, to produce a destiny man, to produce a man of prayer, to produce every single thing that is consistent. Otherwise, God would not have put you in this ministry. You can't access this grace. Paul says, you, you are all partakers with me of this grace. You can't access that grace in the gift except through certain ways. That's why God's people don't prosper. He says, obey the prophets and prosper. After saying, obey the commandments of God, He's telling, obey the prophet and prophet. Why would God, why would God, why? Ask yourself, ask you, 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 you. Ask yourself, why would God say, obey the prophet? Because in the mouth of the prophet is the instruction of God. So he's not leading you somewhere that is detached from him. No, the prophet is your link to the instruction of God. But that it is given does not mean it's working. So you may be given grace for millions, but you'll never begin to function until you recognize that that grace is only unlocked by the gift that Christ has given you. The apostle is a gift to you. 
The prophet is a gift to you. The evangelist is a gift to you. The pastor is a gift from Jesus to you. It is a gift sent to unlock the possibilities of God in you. To unlock the possibilities of your destiny in you. That's how it works, brothers and sisters. You cannot, you cannot fashion or fabricate your own way in this system. Says we are stewards of the mysteries of God. Says we regarded as poor but making many rich because it does not depend on your disposition in life. It is not a circumstantial thing. It's an inherent thing. It's something that exists within the calling. So some of you we see you trial and error, trial and error, and we sit back. And we let you, we let you struggle. <laughs> Until you learn the way of humility, you can never understand the distribution to this way. You know why Jesus? You know why Jesus was hurt? You know why he was hurt? Read Hebrews chapter five. It says he was hurt for his much praying and crying. It says vehement cries. Galatians chapter six. In twenty seventeen. 2017, the angel of prosperity walked into this church. 2017, he's been here ever since. Ever since 2017, the angel walked into this place and he says, I am sent from above to help you achieve the objectives of this ministry. He's been here. But the people have been broke have been poor, have been struggling, have been living in lack. Yet there is an angel sent from heaven to facilitate and administrate the prosperity of the kingdom to That's why I can go to Devon and meet somebody, not even three years, and that spirit starts working in his life and God overturns his financial life almost in a year. I don't know you're struggling financially. I know. 80% of you is you are struggling financially. Is not, is not known. It's known. Yet there is grace enough. Remember what I told you, I told you yesterday? Remember what I told you? If the people in this church had listened have listened to what the Spirit has been saying. 
and have taken advantage of the grace. By now, most of them would have been millionaires. Do you think it's just for fun that, that, that God says host, host wealth and finance conferences? Do you think that is just for fun? It's something that we are doing just for fun because we don't know what to do. I have matured enough to know what not to do and what to do. For how many years have we been having this? The thing is two or three years now. You're still as broke as before the conference is worth. <laughs> you must not let the numbers in this church deceive you. I am a man of God. You must, not, you must never be deceived by the numbers. A man of God is not in the number that God gives him. He's in the grace. <laughs> where, where do you think Elijah got his boldness to call all 850 prophets and says, come. Let's call on the God who answers by fire. If, if Baal answers by fire, he's your God. But if my God answers by fire, how did he know? <laughs> so don't be deceived. You understand? I'm, I'm speaking plainly to you. Don't be deceived. What Jesus has given me was not borrowed from somebody. No. I did not get it through a cloth or a laying on of hands. Jesus himself laid hands on me. He says, I will bring you to be an apostle. Paul says, if the signs of the apostle was not with me, then you would have reason to be not to be. If a prophet, if a prophet prophesies and his words do not fall to the ground, since you shall not listen to him. But if they don't come to pass, then you have to you 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 have to start asking yourself, where is he getting this thing from? What is his source? Some of you, there are certain troubles you have went through in your life. They could have been ended long ago. That's why I have refrained from helping you in the spirit until you come and ask for yourself. That's why I have refrained. Because you call a person because you see it, you see that there's a problem. If this thing is not sorted and they do not deal with it, it will harm certain areas of, of their life. And you tell them you are you are their enemy now. 
most people that left the church that where you don't see, you used to see them and you don't see them anymore they left because i told them what god told me to tell them most of them i can tell you i told them what god told me to tell them but people don't want that <laughs> The blessedness of belonging to a church, brothers and sisters, is 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 unquantifiable. Just how blessed it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. The last verse says, "For there the Lord commands the bread. not anywhere, not in your house, where the brethren dwell together." Isaiah calls it the solemn assembly. He says, no one there shall say I am sick. You have a gift. What do you do with it? The Holy Spirit is a gift, right? He's a gift from God, right? Now, for you to, to access the possibilities of the Spirit, there are things you must do, correct? One thing you must learn to do is to pray. The Bible says when, when after he came out of the water, he, looked, he prayed and the Spirit came. So one of the ways in which the, the workings of the Spirit of God in your life are increased is through prayer. Paul said to Timothy, says, stand a gift in you. It may be there and not work. How many Christians today were the Holy Ghost? When all the Holy Spirit they have still suffer. So that you have a gift does not denote in any way that that gift will work in your life. So the ministry gifts are lesser gifts to the Holy Spirit. But to also access the possibilities of the graces of God available in them for you, there are things you also must do. With the ministry gifts of Christ, you don't pray to them. You can't pray to them. You, you understand that? But you must honor the gift. There's a reason. I'll show you Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. Verse 6 and verse 6, 7 and 8. You read it, please. follow the context <coughs> the context is from verse 6 
He says, the one who is taught the word of God is to share all good things with his teacher, contributing to his spiritual and material support. Do not be deceived. Begin. What did the Bible say? In which matter? In which matter should you not be deceived? Yeah? He says, the one, the one who is taught, the one who is the one who is taught the word is to share in all good things. Which good things? The good things in their life with his teacher contributing to his spiritual and material support. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. In other words, you cannot expect to be taught God's word and have the grace of that word function in your life if you are not participating in the other part. The one who is taught must share. The, the word share that is in part. He must impart to the spiritual and material support of the one who teaches. Except he is deceived. His God cannot be mocked. He who sows, he says, he who sows to the flesh shall of the flesh with corruption. But he who sows, he is telling you that this matter is a spirit thing. about it. No. Anything you put a price on determines what? Value. First Corinthians chapter 9. said to me one day I was praying he says I did not tell you that's what he said to me. he says I did not tell you that you should depend on the people for your sustenance but what I am telling you is that you have the grace to liberate them every man of God there is enough grace in the fivefold ministry to make every child of God on earth Lona, Lona, you know the problem, and it is something that is within, within the, the black African mindset. 
Because our minds have not been spiritualized to the truth of God's wisdom. We, we still use our African black mindset to think through spiritual things. And that's where we have a problem and we make errors. say if I was a congregant in the Holy Spirit's tabernacle, I would be miles above and ahead of the whole church. If I, I was the congregant, I would be miles ahead. Because God has taught me the, the way of ascension. How we rise in God and with God. Let him that has an ear hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Chris, when the prostitute brought the flask, the perfume of alabaster, and he broke it and poured it over Jesus. Was it Jesus that stopped him? Or was it his disciples? Why didn't Jesus stop him? He says, let her be. For what she is doing, she's doing for my burial. And I tell you that wherever her name is mentioned, a memorial is erected for her. Her name will be mentioned all over the world. Why didn't Jesus stop her? It showed how much they valued Jesus. That's why even, even when Judas went to go sell him out, he sold him for 30 pieces of silver. That alabaster perfume from that woman was worth a year's wage. In this church, you will continue to struggle spiritually. You will continue to struggle financially. You will continue to struggle in your life. Provided you are in the church, you will continue to do so until you recognize the gift that Jesus Christ has given you. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the gift. Until you recognize it, appreciate it, honor it. Oh. <laughs> you will always be five steps behind where you are supposed to be in life. We are Christians. We are God's people. How God functions and deals with that with us is not how He deals with the world. He deals with that by different standards, by different metrics. Let me read you, 1 Corinthians. Verse number, chapter 9.
verse 11. He says, if we have sown the good seed of spiritual things in you, is it too much if we reap material things from you? If others share in this rightful claim over you, do we, do not even we more? However, we did not exercise this right, but we put up with everything so that we will not hinder the good news of Christ. Do you not know? Do you not? Do you not? Do you not? Do you not? That those who officiate in the sacred service and services of the temple, eat from the temple, offerings of meat and bread, and those who regularly attend the altar have their share from the offerings brought on the altar. So also on the same principle, the Lord directed that those who preach the gospel to get their living from the gospel. something for me they accepted me and one thing I told him after that I said they will never lack any any good thing in their lives it's not just the words of an orator if you want God's favor God's grace to work to speak for you to stand for you you must learn, oh brothers and sisters, you must learn for your own sakes, you must learn. It is one thing that you, you, must, you must learn to do.
He was, it is not my intention that I should tell you this, but it's something the Spirit of God wants you to know. If you will not learn it, you know what will begin? You, you, are, you will cripple your life. You will cripple your life. You will, you will be in the house of God, but crippled in your life. Have I asked anything from you? Have I ever cheated you? Have I ever misused this grace? Then you must ask yourself, this person, who God has given all this to me? I mean, if, if, what, what, what God has given me, if I wanted to, I can loot, I can loot, ah, <laughs> I can make you give me money. in what in the word be worthy of what double honor why does he say that why why is he always always doing that with regards to those who minister the word it is because of what money represents what material not only just money but material possessions represent paul told them in philippians he says because of this thing you are partakers with me of this grace he says, nobody has, nobody has participated in the grace of giving and receiving except the church in Macedonia. Then he says, my God shall supply all your needs. That's why you can quote that scripture until you turn blue. The, the manifestation of it will never be realized in your life. Because Paul was, 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 was speaking by the Spirit concerning something that was done already in the Spirit. My God will supply your needs. Because you took it upon yourself to supply my needs. There is a directive of the Spirit. There is a directive of how the leader, the gift that Christ has given the church should live, should eat. He said those who serve on the altar must eat from the offerings of the altar. For if they preach the gospel, they must live by the gospel. Some of you may ask why it is a shame to a church if a pastor must begin thinking of doing other things to receive or to have money to take care of his needs. It is a shame in the spirit. Jesus will judge you one day because what you have done is that you have promoted and allowed for the man to split and stretch himself. Instead of focusing on the thing concerning the Lord, he must split himself between taking care of things of God and taking care of his friends. And one day you will stand before Jesus and he will tell you, I gave you food to eat. I gave you, you let nothing concerning the things, concerning my gifts. But you shall you Remember, he speaks about the goats and he speaks about the sheep. He said the sheep visited him in prison, gave him food when he was hungry, gave him water when he needed drink, visited him in prison when he was naked, the, the sheep clothing. He says, they are the ones that shall be with me. Because he says, as much as you take care of the least of these, you have taken care of me. He who receives you, receives me. And he who receives me, receives him who sent me. 
Notice, for years, for years, God had given Abraham the prophecy that you shall have a son, you shall have a son, you shall have a son. One day, three men are walking, and Abraham sees them. He says, come, can, can I serve you? They say, no. And the Bible says he persuaded them, and they went to go sit down. He said, shall I serve you food? They said, no. And he persisted and served them food. And after they have eaten, they said, next year, this time, your wife shall have a baby. Why did it take God so long? It took an encounter where Abraham was able to discern who those men were. And invoke the word from God that brought to pass in nine months a change. The desire that he has had for a hundred years took place in one moment of discernment. There is so much available for you in God. So much available for you in God. God said to me, what I have given you will be received outside more than it is inside. He said that to me. The day will come, the day will come where God will request that this gift speaks to the nation. The day will come, it will come, it will come. The day will come where God requires that the gift, God says to me, said to me in 2016, in 2016, I was in the United States, Jesus appeared to me. He said, I am sending you back as a prophet to your nation. The day will come when the exercise of that gift must be before the nation. You ask yourself, what is the story Jesus will say of you? So what would Jesus do? 
What would he do? There is grace, but you must hear what the Spirit is saying. Holy Spirit sabbatical is not my ministry. Do you understand? It is not my ministry. It is, it is a structure, a church that God has established for me to minister to God's people. My ministry is with me. Holy Spirit, tabernacle can close tomorrow. I will still have my ministry. You understand that? So the 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 importance, the importance of you must ask yourself. This is what you must ask yourself, right? For said he give grace unto every one of us. Special grace is given. You must ask yourself how important is. Is the operation of God's grace in your life? That's all you ask. How important is the operation of God's grace in your life? Then it should tell you how you should what? Relate with the gift that is necessitated to unlock the possibilities of that grace. How are you? You good? How's that little one? Growing. Awesome. I'm appalled. I am appalled. You know, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm shocked. And, and and you see, brothers and sisters, when when we cannot find uh, explanations. For certain phenomena, then it is in the realm of spirits. Let me explain. When we can't explain your behavior spiritually, that means there is something controlling your lives, there is something dictating your actions, and it's not the spirit of God. You ask yourself, how how much how much food does God give you? Is those little things? And you can't you you can't you can't expect you can't ex you you can't it, it it is it is impossible for you to expect progress. It is it, it's impossible. That's why I asked you. We must decide who our Lord is. We must decide. Because I, I don't serve myself. I serve Jesus. I don't serve myself. The message in this ministry tells you that I don't serve myself. So do not undermine 
the, the fervor, the zeal of the Spirit for you. Because God's Spirit is zealous for you. He is zealous for you. We had in, in one of, I think it, it's two years back, two years or three years back, we had 31 day prayer meeting. And in that 31 day prayer meeting, we had impartation service. And the Spirit of God said, they will set, you, the gifts of the Spirit will be imparted. Remember? Remember? And God imparted to you the word of knowledge. Remember? Every dream you've ever dreamed since that day has been what God has shown you. Did you, did, was there anything special that you did? No. Every dream she has dreamed ever since that time has come to pass according to the detail of God's Spirit. She never did any special fasting, never did any special prayer to receive that. It was a grace. She doesn't even need to pray to get that to work. She just be sitting in a bed and the vision will come. It is a grace. Jesus said, you, you are enjoying the labors of others. You are reaping where you have not sown. Why is the grace in this ministry not working in your life as it should. You are the problem. It's not the grace. You are the problem. Well, you, you are the problem. Not, not the grace. You are. Never leave, brothers and sisters, independent. Never leave your life as a Christian independent of the gift that God has given you. I'm not talking about me. The gift. The pastor. Never live your life independent. So, so you, that is, that is, that, that is, that is casting thorns over you. Because you are saying to God, you are smarter than me. That's what you are saying. You are smarter than God. Your, your relationship with God bypasses all his patterns, all his ways of expression and operation. It's like this uh, feminist, feminism spirit that has entered the world. Do you see how it operates? Do you, see how, do, you, do you see how the feminism spirit operates? Oh. It's the same thing in the church. It's not a spirit of feminism. It's another spirit that's functioning. Jesus called it the doctrine of the Nicolotians. Be because they thought, they, it's, it's, like, it's like the sons of Korah. They said, oh, Moses, does he think he's the only one God speaks to? And Moses asked them, do you also want the priesthood? Tomorrow we shall see who is, who is the man of God. And that's what's happening with the body of Christ today. The congregation thinks, they think, no. <laughs> Ah! 
He says, he, gave, he says, when he ascended on high, he, who? Who? He himself gave. He himself, he, he, not the fact, he himself gave some to be apostles, prophets. He, when he ascended. So when we, when we undermine what, and we say, then we say, how do you serve him? Apart from the ministry gifts that he has given you to serve you, to grow in him. Friends, I tell you, that's why we have big churches, but no growth in his faith. When Jesus comes back, he says, who will reveal the secrets of men out? You will be shocked. You, you will be shocked at how many live in heaven far away from Jesus. You will be shocked. You will be shocked. That great day will be a day of surprises. You will see. Hallelujah. We should not fight the engineering of God in our lives. <laughs> Hallelujah. In Acts, where did they bring the money? To a bank. The Bible says at the apostles, when Adonais and Safari aligned, what happened to them? What was at the apostles' feet that will cause them to die? I mean, there was a spirit governing the whole ordeal, the whole, the whole, uh, the whole activity that was going on. You must never be too wise for God. You must never be too clever for God. In the time that God has given you, use that opportunity to take a hold of all the possibilities of God's grace that He has given you. Me. I know what God is giving me. You, you see, you 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 can it's something you cannot take away. You you can't. You can't. It's it's resident in me. I was born for this thing. To help raise men and women from Jesus Christ. But don't take advantage and misuse the gift. Things are changing, brothers and sisters. On Friday, you heard me tell you that Jesus Christ is taking back his church. You heard me say that. Things are changing. Things are changing. Things are changing in this world. So we must position ourselves right. Over the motto, eh, eh, ah, ah, appraiser, somebody else's past more than the other. Have you seen those? When they talk about the ones on TV. <laughs> when it comes to the pastor, Chris, yeah, that's my, that's my past over there. That grace will not work for you. You understand that? There is a breast from which God has determined for you to drink. It's not all breasts. 
Judgments are taking place. May we not be found wanting who have not heard what the Spirit is saying in the churches. Hallelujah. You come here Tuesday, you come here Friday, you come here all for you. But remember, there is a gift God is giving you. There is a gift. What the black Isaac? Yes, Spoon. When Spoon and his wife came to the church, right? His wife was sitting there. And God showed me that they were trying to have a baby, they were trying to have a baby, but they couldn't. God showed me, there hadn't been a church more than a month coming to church. Right? And mind you, they don't attend the church. But they were coming to church, receiving God's word. Until that day, God said to me, tell those women I visited, and the struggles in a womb would be no more. Remember, Spook? It was last year. Now you ask yourself, is that coincidental? You've been here three years, four years. <laughs> Don't find yourself lagging behind people who come after you. Because it is a shame. You know what? There is a spirit of familiarity. Casualness. You must provide the necessary steadiness for God to continue what you talk to. Do you hear what 
You see, sometimes, sometimes I stand here. And when I stand here, the spirit of prophecy or the spirit of God comes on me and I see. And I will never say a thing. And sometimes it's the thing that you need at that moment. I will not, I will never say. It's, and it's not in disobedience to the spirit, no. Because God doesn't show you in order for you to speak all the time. Jesus said you, the Bible says that he knew all men, but he never spoke all things concerning all men every time. Why? Because the necessary stirrings, invocations are not there. So even if I will speak, that thing will fall on deaf ears. So it's not a new gift. See, if it was a new gift, every week there is no grand special prophecy. Every week. They literally get a special prophecy. Oh, brother, I see you. Oh, my sister, I see you. Oh, you. Every week. I'm not a baby. So, I'm exhorting you to learn, to learn the way of God, to learn the way of the Spirit. To learn it. To learn it and walk in it. The way of the Spirit is the way of humility. Lance is 44 years old. Lance is 44 years old. 44 years old. I'm 28 years old. He has a, a wife. He has two children. He's old enough to be my own father. But when it comes to the things of the Spirit and to the things of God, he submits to me. Yesterday, last week when we were here, right? You you heard me say the angel of the the angel of fools of Jesus was here, right? And I began to prophesy as though he were here. Why would God do things like that? It's time to wake up. The days where we undermine the things of God's spirit must end. There is a seriousness we must have to the things of God, brothers and sisters. A seriousness. Not a, you know, we treat God's things casual. There is a seriousness we must develop. Otherwise, 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 what will begin to happen is that every time God would want to do something in our lives, every time God would try to do something in the ministry, He would intentionally and purposefully stop it.
means you cannot learn to give to God when you do not have anything. You will never give to Him when you have. Never. If you are faithful in little, you will be faithful. How do you think God is going to elevate you, brother? When in your littleness, you can't be faithful. No, I know. When God, when God releases the bugs, when God releases the bugs, when the bugs are coming, <laughs> you will wait until thy kingdom come and the bugs will never come. I need to tell you this. Manage, manage, manage. You will wait. How, do, how does marriage come? Oh God. <laughs> job, job, business, business. All, all those things. How do they come? It's not by chance. There is a way, there is a set pattern, a set system that God has designed for all these things to take place in your life. Now over 30, 40, going on 40, not many. You think it's that's coincidental? There are spirits that are assigned for that thing to hinder you from being married. The year I proposed to my wife, a demon came to me and said, Who do you, what do you think you are doing? Do you think we will let this thing happen? <laughs> I laughed. You see, I laughed because God had already given me the go-ahead. There are classes of demons, spirits, that are assigned to keep you from being married. To keep you from being married. On Nalamoto 18 years, baby. And you think that's love. You were a person four years, five years, and you think that's love. What are you preparing for? Why isn't the money to get many coming? Why isn't the opportunity coming for you to, to, to make that thing? When, when you cannot explain things, it's in the realm of spirits. When you can't explain them naturally, this thing is in the realm of spirits. And what you need to do is that you need to go into the spirit and by the help of God's spirit, bind the operation of Satan in those areas. Otherwise, but I'm still waiting. Marriage is essential for the fulfillment of purpose. And when you say that you don't want to get married, that means you are not ready for purpose. There are certain callings that do not require marriage, but most 90% to 98% of all callings and purposes require marriage. You are nearing, you are nearing 40 and still no prospect. Look what you are, no, Zokshata, Zokshata. 
or you move from one relationship to another one relationship to another you think that's natural you will think that's natural because that's how people in the world think but according to god your life is ruled by spirits they are moving you navigating you hindering you from achieving purpose It's the same thing I told you. Remember a year and a half ago, what God showed me? But there is grace for all those things. God, brothers and sisters, has not left you without the help of you. There is, listen to me, there is nothing You are not fulfilling in the spirit. Twenty fifteen, we had Easter conference. There was a woman I can't even remember her name. They brought her to me after service. Late, we had finished late that night. They brought her to me after service. I did not know her story at that time. And when I was ministering, by the word of knowledge. I saw that there was somebody having problems with a menstrual cycles and they were having pain. So I called the out. After service, just when I was entering the house, my mother came with them. She says, this is the lady. She said she was afraid. So I said, okay, no problem. Before I even finished saying father, I said father, they were both on the floor. I left. Three months later, the woman was pregnant. When she came and gave the testimony, she said that at that moment she thought to herself, I don't just want healing of my uh, menstrual cycle. I want a baby. Because for two years, her and her husband had been trying to have a baby and nothing was happening. And she was even mocked by, the fact, by her in-laws. And at that moment, three months later, she had a baby. Tell me, that thing, is it coincidental? It can't be coincidental. It can't be coincidental. So they, I'm saying this because there are certain instances, certain seasons, certain things in your life that may not have been going as they should for a long time. But those things can change in a moment. Can change in a moment. Do your own part. Do your own part. Do your own part. I always tell you the story. When I first started out in ministry, I, I was I was walking to church. From home, I was walking. I was walking. Walk. Imagine. Walk to church. Walk back home. 
Walk to church, walk back home. Walk to church, walk back home. If there was anybody wise at that time that saw that and attended to that need, by now they would have had many cars. <laughs> it's just that it's just that some of us some of us are, are not are not greedy so we can't come we can't tell you do this in order for God to bless you it's something you must discover for yourself there is a well there is a reservoir for you And you see, you know, what are these things? Now, see how important what I'm telling you is. The angel of the church. Right. May God help us. May God help us. Otherwise, you will wonder why, I'm saying this in closing, why there are always promises over my life, but their fulfillment are not forthcoming. Why there are always, there are promises, words, God has spoken over me, but it's not coming. that God has given you. Honor it. Appreciate it. Honor it. Appreciate it. Do you know why Orthodox churches? Mr. Bali, from which church do you come from? Anglican. Anglican churches, right? You know why Orthodox churches like that, people in the churches are so prosperous? Do you know why? Do you know why? Do you know why? Do you know? Do you know why you come from where? Lutheran. Do you know why people in most people in churches like that are prosperous? Charismatics. Charismatics. Pentecostals. They are one of the most looted people. If you will wait for God to be, I never eat. I never eat. You don't share with your pastor because he lets. You share with him because you are taught. This is this, this is the principle. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. Let's all stand.
Let he who has an ear hear what the Spirit is saying. You, you are, you are given the birthright, the access, the privilege of receiving counsel from the Spirit, directive, guidance, grace, stature, progress, provision from the very gift that Christ desires to feed you from. Let your eyes open and your ears How many bad decisions you will make until you realize that there is no need for them? How many bad choices you will make until you realize there is no need for them? Absolutely no need. Let me show you how Jesus Christ functions through the gifts. Right? Let's say Pumzile and uh, and Chris, right? All come to the pastor with the same question, with the same problem, right? Identical in in every area. Three of them, right? Naturally, you would suppose that one answer will fit all, right? But do you know that the unction in the gift the anointing in the gift would not allow for them to receive the same solution. The solution they will receive, even though it's the same problem, is tailored to that person's destiny and the DNA of that person. So even though the problem might be different, they may need to do different things to deal or alleviate the problem. Because the root may not come may not stand from the same place. So it is, it, is, it is the anointing that tracks the root. So it deals with the problem from the root. It doesn't deal from, with the problem on the surface. It deals from the source, where this thing comes from. So with, with the, the problem that uh, Pumzile might be coming with and the problem that Chris and Tuli might be coming with may all be stemming from different roots. The anointing will pick that up. You have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. So that anointing will know, will know how to track the problem and the solution. So that to her, it might be something with unforgiveness. To him, it might be something that requires for him to release certain things. For, from her, it might be something that requires for her to fast and pray. Only the anointing can do that. And that anointing, that grace is available to everybody that is under it. 